0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt
1: Williamson and Ryan McDowell.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going?
1: It's going well. It's good seeing you again last week in Indy, and a lot of of craziness going on there, and a lot to digest, and I don't think it's going to calm down. Like, I was making the joke on Peacock and Williamson yesterday that I feel like we could do two shows a day, you know, that it would be you know, recapping a position from the Combine and then keep up with the news and rumors. And before you know it, I mean, free agency is going to be here in like the drop of a hat. So I'm expecting trades and franchise tags and more and more news and rumors. And it's pretty awesome time here for about a month.
0: I was going to say, I I love everything you're saying. It all sounds good to me. We did have a, a couple weeks of... Uh, A little bit of downtime where we were, uh, you know, straining almost to find anything to talk about in in some ways. Uh, But that's yeah, you're right. That's certainly not the case. In fact, you mentioned the combine. Uh, Like you said, we got to meet up again for the second time. And I thought we were going to be talking uh, about some of our combine thoughts today. We're going to have to save that for tomorrow because we did get some big news uh, just uh, just late yesterday. This Calvin Ridley news uh, out of sure. nowhere, of course, it, it was already kind of kind of a touchy subject and touchy situation with Calvin Ridley. Because, uh, as we all know, he chose to sat out, uh, chose to uh, sit out most of the, the team, yeah, right, right, yeah. left the team, sat out most of the 2021 season um, to essentially get right mentally uh, for his uh, for his mental health purposes. And, you know, there were there was some doubt, at least a little bit of doubt as to whether he would come back. And and certainly some major doubts as to whether he would come back for the Atlanta Falcons. We were starting to hear rumors that uh, he's not happy in Atlanta, that he could potentially be traded. And then we get the bombshell on Monday afternoon that Calvin Ridley has been suspended for at least one full year uh for gambling for uh betting on the nfl and and specifically for betting on the atlanta falcons uh he did bet on his own team uh not not against them uh, in a game against the jaguars which the falcons won and based on the the reports it it didn't sound like ridley had any inside information we don't really know i guess um if he would you know how close he was to the team if he was Uh In the locker room, getting, or yeah,
1: getting players to throw games or anything. No, no,
0: right. I don't think there's right. any any kind of accusations like that. And and again, he bet on his team, uh, and and they did win. So uh, this this of course is a bombshell, and and we've already seen um, we've seen analysts and and fans and, and everyone else uh, kind of all over the board on this topic as far as should players be allowed to to gamble we've seen the role of sports betting grow um in in really across the board but specifically uh with the relationship uh with the nfl uh but i mean we we just we just can't go down this road and that's why the league is, is being so strict on calvin ridley
1: and i get it i mean you and I are allowed to gamble now, you know, the 99.99% of the, of the world is allowed to gamble on NFL and they're making a ton of money off it and it trickles down to all levels of, you know, NFL analysts and players and all that stuff, but players can't, I mean, there's just too much of an influence there. Uh, it's too dangerous. It's too slippery of a slope. And obviously, you know, for our purposes, we're talking fantasy football. We're not talking the young man's mental health or state or whatever, he had a big strike against him, you know, last week, you know, in terms of just what, what's his future. And now he's got two in terms of now we know some things about his future. And I actually picked him up a couple times in Dynasty Leagues over this last month or so, you know, on the cheap. And now, I mean, I, I'm not going to cut him, but I, I think you have to live with it. And he's not the youngest guy either
0: no 27 years old already which obviously not uh is not old but it's old for the for the rookie class he was in uh right. and you know at this point he'll be um he'll be at least 28 before he steps on an NFL field again and and the thing that's that's uh really worrisome i think for uh, about this report is uh, that the NFL suspended Calvin Ridley indefinitely and they u- they use yeah. that word indefinitely they use the language at least through the conclusion of the 2022 season so uh there's there's no guarantee that this is a a one year thing and and Ridley returns he'll have to uh apply for reinstatement as we've seen with other uh other types of suspensions so of course i mean this this just destroys Ridley's value um because in most dynasty leagues, if you do have him on your roster, just just like we experienced last year with him, you can't stash him on IR and, and figure it out later. He's going to cost you a roster spot uh, uh-huh. for the next year. So if you want to play against the rest of the league, uh, shorthanded essentially, and, and obviously it's just one roster spot, but it, it every everyone counts, especially if you're in a, a smaller league, um, it, it's a tough decision as to whether you want to target this player as a buy low. Um,
1: right. I mean, I don't mean to make light of his mental state, too, but could this cause him to go into a deeper depression if he's dealing with depression? Or is he really fragile and this news makes him do something else. I mean, do we know that we're done with this story, unfortunately? And trust me, I mean, uh, dynasty aside, of course I'm rooting for him and I hope everything gets settled. And frankly, I don't think it's the worst sin in the world to bet on football if you're sitting on your couch and you're not really part of the team. But he knew the rules and everybody knows the rules. And there's rookie symposiums that lay all this stuff out when you come in the league and it's pretty clear. So, I mean, it's it's kind of sad. It's
0: unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. And, and one of the things going against Ridley and, and you kind of mentioned it there was just the unknown. You know, we didn't know if he would play in 2022. We didn't know who he would play for. We didn't know what kind of, uh what kind of shape he was in, because honestly, in those, yeah, those yeah. few games we did see this past season, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't all that impressive. He didn't look like the Calvin Ridley we were used to seeing And now all of those questions are going to linger for another full year. Um, Would you, if you've got him on your roster, would you take a second round rookie pick for him? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think I probably would as well. Honestly, with a situation like this, I think you're better off trying to target a, a player instead of a, uh, instead of a pick, a second rounder is, I, I would say, certainly the best you can get in most leagues. I don't think you're getting a first rounder, but if you want to target a buy low player, uh, that, that might be a, a better result. Um, you know, could you,
1: that's what I was thinking. I it couldn't come up with any names, but like somebody, Well, you know,
0: you know, the name that's always on the tip of my tongue. Can you get Juju for him?
1: I don't know. If I'm a Juju owner, I'm kind of optimistic, saying, "What if he's a chief? Or what if he, you know, just gets away from Ben in the short passing game?" I would rather have Juju right
0: now. I, I would too, but I could see some people making that trade. I mean, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna see quickly, immediately Ridley's value fall, and we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see the trades come in. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the range. Um, yeah, guys like that outside of the top. Uh, Outside of the top 50, outside of the top 75, maybe that's where you have to start if you want to sell Calvin Ridley.
1: Someone coming off an injury or a really down year or an older player, you know, I'm not saying you trade him for Antonio Brown, but I mean, somebody that also has issues.
0: Yeah, we want players that are going to play, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Matt, we are going to continue our rookie profile series. We've got more information now about all of these rookies now that we've uh, had the combine. And, and as we already said, you and I both got to be there for that. And we're talking, of course, one of my favorite guys today, Wandell Robinson, the receiver from Kentucky. We'll start that uh, conversation. We yeah, I've we got go. another one. I've got another one. Matt.
1: Randall Cobb all over again.
0: <laughs> hey, I hope. I hope it's Randall Cobb all over again. <laughs> Not Lynn Bowden or not uh, Benny Snell. We, we need some good news for these Kentucky guys. We'll talk Wandell Robinson right after this. There might be less football being
1: played, but betonline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 it's not just football. I mean, betonline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where
0: the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On ex- Experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Matt, we are back and as I mentioned, we're talking about Wandale Robinson today, the junior wide receiver from Kentucky. Uh, just one year at Kentucky after he transferred from Nebraska, uh, 21 years old, and we've got official measurements on Wandel Robinson and and all the other players. We'll talk about moving forward, and I, I think this was the one big strike against him. It was the one concern about him going in was his size, and and obviously he's he's not a big guy, but he he was mm-hmm. listed uh, by Kentucky and and by Nebraska as well at five foot ten. He was not five foot ten. Everybody knew he wasn't <laughs> five foot ten. Five feet, eight inches, 178 pounds. Obviously this, this guy is meant to play from the slot. We saw him doing that quite a bit at Kentucky. But we've also we haven't seen very many successful uh, players this size, 58 or, or, or lower make the transition and really make an impact in the nfl so let's start there matt when you see that number uh listed on the bio how much of a red flag is that for you from a scouting standpoint
1: pretty big red flag Uh, i mean it really is he's a little person and i'm sure he can help you as a returner and gadgety but i don't know that he can be wes welker you know i mean that's a physical position i mean You don't have little corners bumping you out of bounds. I mean, you got big people hitting you, and I'm sure he can do jet motion and sweeps and get the ball in his hands in unique ways, and maybe Andy Reid would love a guy like this, but I don't know that you can be on the field for 40 or 50 snaps.
0: Yeah, certainly seems like uh Robinson needs to land in the right offense for him. Uh you mentioned that word gadget or gadgety. He does kind of seem like that type of player, not only because of his size, but because of of what we've seen uh from him on the field. Sure. Uh, and, and reportedly the one of the reasons that he left Nebraska and, and transferred to Kentucky, he is he's a Kentucky boy, so he came home, but it wasn't all about that. It was also about uh, the way he was being used in the Nebraska offense, and and the uh, honestly, just the way he wanted to be used. Uh, although he was listed as a wide receiver at Nebraska, he basically split his time between the backfield and uh, lining up out wide. As a freshman, had 40 carries, 453 yards, two scores, but he had 88 catches for 340 yards and three more touchdowns. Uh, As a sophomore, became a little more balanced out. 51 carries, 46 uh, catches, just a couple touchdowns. He he basically wanted to be more of a full-time wide receiver. And I would say that paid off. He came home to Kentucky. He sets the school record for receptions with 104. Receiving yards, 1,334. He scores seven touchdowns he's the uh um he's the mVP of the bowl game, and now he looks like even with this size he's probably going to be a day two pick
1: hmm I might argue on that one, but I like everything else you said and it certainly was a smart idea to you know become more of a full- time receiver right. you know i mean it, he's not going to be a running back at the next level obviously he may get carries but two or three a game at most. I mean, he's not going to be a running back. He's not there in Sproles, you know. I mean, so concentrating on being a receiver and a highly productive one at the college level was, you know, a big deal for him. I I, I don't know that he's a day-two pick, though. I mean, there's just so many receivers, and I thought his combine, which we'll get to here, was fine, not wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if you count, you know, the the weigh-ins and the height... The combine didn't help him. Sure.
0: Sure. I I agree with that. Uh, He did run a four, 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 uh, 40, uh, 34 Uh and a half inch vert. Um, you know, I, I thought what we saw on the field or, or in those, uh, those workouts was solid. It was, it was basically just what I expected. He didn't wow anybody. He wasn't among the top, you know, top 10 fastest wide receivers, even, Uh, just, just kind of middle of the road when it came to that combine performance. Uh, as far as his, uh, his NFL draft, uh, landing spot, again, we've been looking at grinding the mocks, love the work they do. They currently have him at, at 51 overall. So not only would that be, uh, inside day, day two, that would be inside, of course, the second round. Uh, I don't know if he goes in the second round, uh, but I feel I feel pretty safe about him as a third rounder. Uh, they all that would land him, by the way, at uh, wide receiver 9 overall. Uh I don't know if I'm a, I think Yeah, right. that that feels a little high for me at this point and and, and again, there that site like all of us are are kind of playing catch up now that we have this new data and new information. Yeah. Uh as as we see more mock drafts come you know, maybe Sky Moore goes uh, above Robinson consistently. Maybe, um, uh, maybe even yeah, Watson. Yeah, Watson, yeah. And, right. Yeah, right, right. I, I think we'll see because so many wide receivers did have really outstanding combines. I think we'll see some of the guys who potentially were below Robinson uh, leapfrog him. I I do still think he's a third rounder, but we'll find out here in about fifty days, Matt. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I I
1: assume he's a return guy. I guess I never thought twice about it, but uh do you expect him to return punts in in the call in, the, in the, uh, the NFL level. I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I, I think he certainly can. It wasn't um it wasn't Helpless a value. Yeah, it wasn't a full-time thing at Kentucky. I don't believe it was for Nebraska either, uh but uh, certainly did.
1: He's also super valuable to those guys, too. But, you know? Right,
0: right. Didn't didn't always want to risk that. We could see that uh we could see that role for him in the NFL for sure. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk some specific strengths and weaknesses and also talk about Wandell Robinson's dynasty value.
1: All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out to talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need ...for your car, truck, whatever... ...at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So, a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars... ...and it makes a lot of sense financially... ...or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's is extremely... Easy to navigate, uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low, and same for for, for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do: go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. right "locked on" in their how do you, how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com
0: Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when Matt and I talk about our combine experience and profile Rashad White. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker Bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are talking about Kentucky wide receiver, Wandale Robinson today, just 21 years old, the junior early declare. We always like to see that that's a check in his, uh, in his corner.
1: Uh, early production, yeah, you? some
0: early production. I think the other positive for Robinson is is just that versatility, and I mean it's be- certainly has become a cliche at this point. Uh, the comparisons to Debo Samuel, uh, but but they're out there now. Robinson uh-huh. is is a a much smaller version of that. But the, the versatility, the flexibility to, to be a runner, to be a, a pass catcher, kind of that extension of the run game, that's another uh, another term we're hearing quite a bit. Um, I was really surprised. I, I did not hear Robinson mention this, but I did hear multiple other wide receivers uh, during the interviews last week at the Combine, Matt, mention Debo Samuel. When they ask who they pattern their game after, who they like to watch on the NFL level, you know, these these wide receivers, not only have they prepared uh, their bodies for the NFL combine and, and for what they had to show, but they were well prepared, at least several of them well prepared for the interviews because they knew what teams want to hear. They knew what general managers want to hear and, and even what fans wanted to hear. It seems like Debo, Debo Samuel is having a major impact on the entire league and these wide receivers know it.
1: First of all, I think this was the most prepared, you know, for combine ever, you know, by leaps and bounds. And we didn't have one last year and people are learning all kinds of new stuff about how to prepare for the combine and what drills to do and when not to. And it was also a, 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 they put a new turf in between, you know, since the last combine that was there, it looks like it's a little faster, <laughs> of course. Um, I, we, Debo Samuel comes up all the time on Peacock and Williamson because Peacock's a Niner guy, but he's and he brings it up a lot, and he's right. Everyone's going to look for that style of player, and while you know Robinson is a good ball carrier, obviously, and a weapon, I don't think you can come out in with no backs on the field mm-hmm. and teams go to dime. And then you put Debo in the backfield and bludgeon teams to death. You're not going to do that with this guy. Robinson, you know? I mean. Me. I still think with Robinson, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of Debo to me is if I count him as a wide receiver, as a defense, and, you know, I'm going to put all my small people on the field and then he lines up in the backfield with Kittle blocking for him and that O-line, I've got problems where I don't think Robinson's capable of that for more than a carrier.
0: Team. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and mentioning that size once again is as the big factor there. Uh, I mean, everybody, every team is going to want a Debo Samuel type player, uh, yep. but, but there's not many out there. If they were easy to find, we, we would have seen it already. Um, so the versatility alone, the, the, the ability to play running back or receiver uh, does not equal a Debo Samuel type player. Take right, right taking right. a look at Wondell Robinson's dynasty value. Uh, currently, in our DLF rookie ADP, this is one quarterback ADP. Uh, he was he's got an ADP of thirteenth overall. So, if you're talking about a twelve-team league, two point oh one is kind of being kind of where he's being ranked and valued again i think we're going to see the combine have have a pretty big impact on that we we might see sky Moore, christian watson uh guys like that jump ahead of him uh, so i'm i'm kind of looking at at Wandale as more of a a mid-second rounder at this point in where he uh, might be valued uh, are you, are you on board at at that range matt
1: I'm more of the two three turn okay. to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean the size thing is a real problem. I mean, I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a comp in the league that I can start every week in fantasy that is his size.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that you're going to find one. Uh, right, I know right. someone, or even last ten years. Right. I know someone mentioned the last, uh, the last fantasy relevant player we had at 58 or uh, or smaller was Jamison Crowder. So uh, you okay. know Crowder's been fine, but of, of course you don't right, you don't right. think about upside with Crowder. You certainly don't think about a player that you can uh, as you said plug into your lineup every week. I, I don't know that that's what you're getting with Robinson.
1: Um, yeah, that's funny because I was sitting here thinking Crowder to me is more of a route runner, but Robinson is more explosive and dynamic, and more big play potential. Do you agree with that? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's that's certainly fair. We and we did see we saw the big plays from uh, from Robinson this year at Kentucky, and again, that's why I think he he is he, he's scheme dependent, team dependent. I, I, needs to land in the right offense. You know, a lot of the same things were said about another Kentucky kid uh, who was a rookie last year, Rondell Moore, um, who's who's similar size to Wondell Robinson. In fact, those those two mm-hmm. seem to be uh, close friends and, and work out together a lot, et cetera. Um, That's not the worst comp I've ever seen. No, but, I mean, we also... We, I like Rondell better. Yeah, we didn't see we didn't see Rondell Moore's uh, rookie season work out all that well either. Um, exactly. Which right. which again just tells me landing spot for Robinson is is going to be crucial. Uh, think about some teams, Matt, that you might like to see this type of player, um, and we can we can take the, the Wondell Robinson name away from it for a second. This type of player uh, land, especially since we have said so scheme dependent. Which team or which coach do you want to see this type of player with?
1: Hmm. I mean, every time we talk receivers, we can come up with a big list of teams needy for a receiver. However, I don't know that there's a long list of teams needy for this style of receiver. You know, like... The Saints come to mind, though. I mean, he's a lot different than Traquan Smith or Michael Thomas. And, of course, I would prefer Sean Payton. We're pulling the strings there now. But it's in the dome. You know, I mean, get the ball out quick. Find ways to manufacture offense with them. I think that one's interesting. Um, Maybe Houston. Not that I love their, you know, system or whatever. But there's a lot of room to get on the field. And... They, you know, probably won't be great in protection. It's probably a get it out quick kind of scheme too. So, those are two that kind of come to mind.
0: I mean, I think Green Bay feels like the dream if you're a Wandell Robinson fan. Um, and you talked about, yeah, you know, you talked about Randall Cobb earlier.
1: Um, well, they drafted Rodgers, and he didn't really do anything. I mean it seems like rookies don't gain Aaron Rodgers' trust very easily. And I'm assuming Rodgers is being there. I mean, I don't think it's a dream landing spot with Jordan love.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I don't either. And, um, I don't know. You just still look at that team with, with needs at wide receiver. Uh, I think they're top three, uh, top three or four are all free agents. And of course, uh, we, yeah. oh, we yeah. expect Adams to get the tag and, and, uh, uh, I believe Lazard is is restricted, so he's likely back. Um, but still, some some obvious needs at wide receiver, and and whether a guy like Robinson could leapfrog uh, Amari Rogers, you know, we'll, That's we'll possible. see. Sure, but uh, again, you talked about the the Cobb comparison, and and I think that goes a little deeper than just being former Kentucky players. There's, oh, I do. Yeah, too. there's a little bit of of Randall Cobb to to Robinson's game, and uh, obviously we saw that work pretty well for Cobb with uh, Aaron Rodgers over the years.
1: How about another sneaky one in that division, the Vikings? They're in a dome. Mm -hmm. Thielen's not going to be there forever. He could kind of be the three in the meantime. We know Jefferson's going to be the focal point, but... You know, big playability
0: there. Yeah, I, I would be I would be fine with that. I do I kind of like what we saw from KJ Osborne. I think he's an undervalued player and uh seems like there could be some uh some overlap between Osborne and Robinson. Uh, I thought you were mm-hmm. going to say the Bears, which I think he would have some opportunity uh w- with that team as well. I also picture him in
1: four wide sets mm-hmm. and I always think of Bills and Cardinals. When I think four wide, I wouldn't want Rondell and Robinson on the same team. No. But what if Manny Sanders is gone and Beasley's gone? I mean, how about Buffalo?
0: Yeah, hey, you're you're not gonna if you're if you're a fan <laughs> of a receiver, you're not gonna turn down uh, being paired with, with a guy like Josh Allen who will let it fly. So no, that that would be great. I would I would love that landing spot.
1: They'd probably get him carries like Isaiah McKenzie mm, as yeah, well. Yeah, good
0: point. Well uh, yeah, that's true. McKinsey McKenzie's always a guy I forget about and, and I really shouldn't because he impressed. Yeah. He impressed down the stretch and, um, it, it, it sounds like they're ready to move on from Cole Beasley gave him uh, permission to seek a trade. Good, good luck on that one, Cole. Uh, but <laughs> right. we, we no, assume, I, I think door, it's a right. safe assumption that Beasley and Sanders are both gone. And, uh, right, so, right. uh, McKenzie could, could certainly, uh, take a step forward. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.